Hey, my name's uh, Josiah, and I get the privilege of being one of the pastors in this church. And today we are launching a new series. Um, we are calling it Current Affairs. Um, not, the, uh, not the CBC show. Is that a show? Yeah. Well, I'm not, up, I'm not up on the CBC, uh, but we're calling it Current Affairs, um, and we, we want to talk about some topics that uh, are relevant today. Something that I've, I've realized um, as I've been reading through the Bible over the number of years um, is Jesus was asked a lot of questions about the topics of the day, Absolutely. and there's a lot of things, you know, obviously, we could talk about the last year and a half of what's changed dramatically in our world. But beyond just that specific thing, there's been so many other things that have changed along mm -hmm. the world. And we want to dig into those today. So today we're talking, uh, we're talking about um, a specific uh, uh, area, I guess, sure. um, called cancel culture. Now, I, I don't know about you. You might be sitting there right now and being like, oh, I can't get, you know, every day all I hear about is cancel culture. <laughs> or you might be sitting there being like, what in the world is he talking about? We might have just got canceled by somebody. I Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or just like eye rolled. I don't know, whatever it is. But let me tell you a little bit about cancel culture and what we're going to do for these next five weeks is we're going to dig into specific topics. Next week uh, or next Sunday service, we're talking about purity culture and the church. And we're going to be digging into these topics to, to gain some insight because there's a lot of voices that are telling us mm -hmm. what we should believe or, or what we should do in the world. And so often, um, so often we forget to actually include the authoritative voice of Jesus into the things in our world. It's like this last song we just listened to where it says, why do I worry? And there's a scripture right. that tells us, you know, instead of worrying, pray, because <laughs> then you cast all your worries onto Jesus who can care for them, who yeah. can carry them. Um, anyway, so we want to dig into these. If you are on YouTube right now and you have a chat function, you're welcome to fill in questions as we go. And if we can, we'll address them. Um, but I'm excited to have Pastor Dave to ask some questions. You may not know this about Pastor Dave, but Pastor Dave loves questions. There isn't a question you can ask him. Um, you know, it might throw him off a little bit, but he, he's open to all questions. I do and like as, questions. Yeah, and as a church, we, we love questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's about your faith or things that you're going through, we love questions because we still believe that Jesus is answers to questions. Um, so let me tell you a little, little bit of council culture, and then I'm going to ask Pastor Dave some questions, and we're going to go from there. So the first question, or the first thing I want to tell you about is council culture, it's, it actually emanates from uh, about three years ago from something called call-out culture. Call-out culture was uh, initiated during what we'd call the Me Too movement. Right. when there was the, um, the advancement and the, the outcry against uh, sexual injustice and sexual harassment in the workplace or in various other places. Um, yeah. So the idea was to call out people who had sexually abused, sexually harassed people. Um, and what's evolved over time is this idea called cancel culture. And cancel culture is sort of modern-day modern ostracization. Hmm. It's where you ostracize someone because of their actions or the things they've said. You've probably heard of an idea uh, of cancel culture and probably you've actually been involved in it, whether you'd use the term or not. We have cancel culture, um, and generally cancel culture has to do with either uh, a, a uh, bigotry of some sort, a racist comment, a political ideology, um, you know, transphobia, the, any of these sort of things tends to lead to cancel culture. It's you doing something or saying something against a group of people. Now, we don't want to dig specifically into uh, you know, sexual harassment, race culture. Those are the things we're trying to dig into today. Of course, we're going to end up touching on them a little bit. 
Um, but you may have heard of people who've been canceled, if you will. Cancel culture uh, is affecting Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres, sure. her show is shutting down because of a toxic work for workplace um, uh, 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 accusations. And uh, so that's in turn ends up being canceled. Uh, you know, you may have heard of Kevin Spacey a number of years ago. He had some sexual harassment. I don't know if there are accusations or charges, but I know during that time, Kevin Spacey movies were taken down from, um, uh, from streaming services or any of those sort of things. They were all essentially a, a, a misconduct took you out of everything, whether your workplace, your family, all of those sort of things. You know, we have in, in, in church life as well. You have Carl Lentz, who's had a, a moral um, failure, and I would Carl Lentz was the pastor of Hillsong Church in New York pastor City. Pastor was Hillsong NYC, and, and last year it came out that he had a moral failure, right. and I would guess that the majority of us have canceled him, have, have disregarded and no longer follow any of his teaching or any of those mm -hmm. things. And I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. We also have, uh, you know, Mark... Um, Driscoll. Mark Driscoll, a number yeah. of years ago, he had some accusations on him for toxic workplace as well and some, um, some other stuff. Anyways, this is something that affects us um, uh, dramatically. So cancel culture is the ostracization of someone after they've done something. And, and it's, it's prevalent right now. Pastor, what do you have to say about cancel culture? Well, it's, it's not new. I think we just put a title on it. Um, right. Uh, tr truthfully, I think it, it comes out of a feeling on our part that we're, that we're qualified to judge somebody and issue a, a judgment, mm. um, which is, I think, personally, is kind of a dangerous spot to get into. To, to be judging people? Well, you, you know... I, yeah, judging people. I mean, Jesus didn't even judge. He said, I didn't, I didn't come to judge people. He said, that's, you know, later on, let's do that at the end of life. Let's not judge people in the middle of their life. Hmm. The biggest, you know, just as we're talking about, one of the biggest problems I find with the um, cancel culture is not that it's recognizing problems. Right. Because it does recognize problems, right? right. It's, it's a response to you know, a negative a response to something that's not... Indiscretion. Yeah, the, pro yeah. The, the, the thing that I go is, is it, doesn't, it doesn't take into consideration anything else. I mean, I know sometimes things happen in our life that define our life, but really, as a culture, we're saying, okay, let's let this one event or this one characteristic, let's define that person from then on, and let's make that everything about it. Uh, and to me, the, the classic... In, in scripture, and I, I shared this a couple weeks ago, but to me the classic thing in scripture that um, where Jesus could have gotten involved in cancel culture mm. is, is when, um, when the Pharisees brought this woman to him who had been involved in sexual sin, right? So here's a, you know, it, it, different side, but here's a me too moment. Where's the guy? Right. Right? The guy was involved in adultery. So she was caught in adultery in the very act. There's two people involved. The guy's not there. Um, you know, me too moment. But um, you know, they said, the Pharisee says, let's cancel her, right. essentially. Let's kill her. In a dramatic Stoner. way. <laughs> Pretty dramatic. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, for a lot of people, it's been the same thing. Cutting off a relationship, saying, I will no longer have a relationship with Workplace, you. Workplace, family, everything. Workplace, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's pretty severe. And, you know, I, and some people probably would say, I would, I, I, I would rather you were dead than you have done that. Mm. And uh, so Jesus is confronted with that. He's had that opportunity. And they say... This is what Moses says, we should cancel her. What do you say? Right. Uh, to me, that's about as relevant as we get today. And Jesus, Jesus is, I love Jesus. He's just so cool. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't bite on the, on the bait. He goes, he just kind of 
doesn't respond right away. Right. And, and I think right off the top, that's a huge thing. Cancel culture is reactionary. It's just like, this happened right now, I'm canceling everybody. I'm just, it's a reaction. And the first thing Jesus does, and, and we want to be, I, I would prefer to be more like <clears throat> Jesus than everybody else. I mean, right. personally, I That's call good. myself a Jesus follower, yes. right? So I, I want to follow more than anything else. I want to follow Jesus. And, and so he, he actually just pauses. Like the first thing you see about Jesus in his story when he's, when he's right in the middle of cancer call is he pauses. He just stops and he starts writing on the ground. I, we've got no idea what he's writing. Mm-hmm. But the key to that is he, is he pauses, and, you know, and I think as, as followers of Jesus, we, we've got to, when it comes to the, the opportunity to cancel, all those kinds of things, the reaction, we've got to be able to stop and pause. Hmm. That's good. Because God speaks in a pause, hmm. right? God, God doesn't speak in our reactions. God doesn't speak in the middle of, you know, our anxiety. God speaks in the pause. That's why he says, be still and know that I'm God. Hmm. You know, he's paused. So Jesus pauses. And then after he pauses, he just poses a question. Or just a, you know, just a just a little guidance, a little instruction, just a little kind of nudge, and says, "Great, let's cancel. Let's go ahead. Let's let's cancel." And whoever one of you has never had any sin, and whoever one of you has never, you know, and and there's a there's a sense in the in the in the telling of the story that he's not just saying any of you have just generally sinned, although that could be taken that way, right. but. He's, he's saying, you know, kind of in this whole sexual any, area. Anyone who's also been an adulterer. Any, any, anybody who's, who's been, yeah. you know, you've had Anyone a, else who should be canceled as well. Right. You know, like, think about your life for a minute, and should you be canceled? And if, that, if you're cool with that, go ahead. Right. Like, if you, want, if you want us to go on letter of law here, then let's go letter of law on you like you're trying to go on someone else. Yeah, because, you know, what we... You know, here, here's human nature, and even as Christians, we're like this: is we want grace for ourselves yeah. and justice, and what? on everybody else. It's it's so much better for me if I give grace <laughs> and everyone else gets justice. <laughs> like that would be that'd be wonderful. Do you, do you feel like you've been involved in cancel culture? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, tell uh, us tell uh, us more. I, I mean, not. I I don't say. I I wouldn't say that. Like I kind of jumped on the cancel culture. Bandwagon, like I say, it's not a new thing. Right, fair enough. It's not a new thing, right? Anytime, anytime I have overlooked or extended the judgment of God instead of first offering the grace of God, wow. I've gotten involved in cancel culture. You mm-hmm. know, and I've said, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, for me, it, it, it pains me when I think about it, how many times, you know, maybe I've cut off a relationship or I've, or I've, you know, stopped talking to anybody because they're behaving a certain way. Mm. And um, there's, there's no room for influence when you cancel. Right. And, and you know, at the core of what, what our desire is as church and followers of Christ is we're here to influence the world. And when we start canceling the world, we no longer have influence. Right. Right? That, that, that cancel works both way. ways. We cancel somebody, they're, they're canceled in terms of our influence on them. Right. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of reasons in my life where I, I, I should have been canceled. Right, you know, by people, and maybe I have been. I'm sure I have been. <laughs> and cancel culture isn't even just like for, you know, for Christians or those in no. church. It's not just those who, you know, it's not just cutting people out from outside the world. It happens so much in church life. Oh, like I think in the totally. last year, if I was to be honest, I would have personally canceled people 
probably predominantly on my social media feed. <laughs> no, like, I, I, yeah. I, I, and unfollow. That, that, I love you. I don't want you to know that I've unfriended you, but I don't want to see anything from you anymore. I yeah, think, I, I've done that a little bit, um, but but I've been really careful with that. Oh, you're more like Jesus than me because no, I've done it a lot. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, not at all. I just, I just see the other side to, to this whole thing is cancel culture. Is basically one of the things that we do in cancel culture is we eliminate anything that would challenge what we currently think. Wow, right and. You know, I mean, and that's that's really broad brushing cancel culture yeah, in, in a massive way. But anytime we eliminate anything <clears throat> that would challenge our thinking, we stop growing. Wow. Right. So like even on my social media feed, I, I, I just don't go to my social media feed as much. Right. Right. There's a there's a few people that, yes, I, I just, you know, I, I canceled them. I did. And uh, but I didn't cancel them in all areas. Right. I canceled them in an area where I, I personally couldn't handle the distress. Right. But I continued to let them. And, and I made sure that I didn't cancel everybody that was saying those things. Right. Because if I cancel everybody that's saying those things, then I'm going to get more entrenched in my, in my thinking. And, and, and one thing I, I got to realize um, is that I'm just not got it all right. I haven't got it all figured out. And, right. You know, I may think I'm right, but I could be wrong. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a pretty humbling kind of spot to be i just you know i gotta be really gracious with people because it's like jesus story you know any any of you that don't have any sin in your life yeah go ahead and cancel but i'm really aware of my sin right um probably not as much as my wife is but <laughs> or my kids but you know and no other comment. people but but i'm still i'm still aware of it and and awareness of your sin awareness of your you know, and maybe sin isn't even the right word to use. Awareness of the fact that I've made choices that weren't beneficial, mm. right? Because ultimately the Bible is a very practical book. And although we use the word sin and we put a, you know, we put a negative connotation on that, because it is, but ultimately sin is a practical condition. It's if I continue to act in this way, it's not beneficial for my life. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not it's not like, oh, right or wrong, moral or not moral. You, you can sum things up a lot easier than that. They're, they're, they have to do with is this beneficial for me? Is this is this going to, you know, Jesus says, love the Lord, the God with your whole heart yeah. and your neighbors yourself. Well, when you run it through that filter, then it's not sin. It's this is beneficial, not beneficial. These things are important that way. So I, I find that that's a. A uh, really important thing when I recognize that I've done things that weren't beneficial, and and I've done things that that you know when I look at others and say got them canceled, I'm just, I'm afraid to say anything hmm. for fear of being canceled. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess you know that's a very real thing. You've got a year. You know, we're doing a service online, or you do a service in a you know with people at any point in time. There are people out in a congregation that are if you say something wrong, that's that's it. Your, your influence has been removed. Yeah. I guess even when we're talking about the social media and you're saying you go to social media less, I am less Christian than you, so I just <laughs> un unfollow people. Um, but I guess what we're trying to differentiate with, and I guess we haven't said it ex ex exclusively, but we think cancel culture isn't, it doesn't directly, um, isn't directly compatible with the Christian faith in, in all ways. Um, but one thing about about it is it's it's disregarding the person because of a discretion or a belief. Yeah, I, I, I actually think cancel culture is the very thing the church has been accused of being historically. Hmm. I think the church has been accused of being judgmental, 
unwilling to associate with unbelievers, unwilling to um, talk to people who do wrong things. And I think, I think the church, I, I, and, you know, I mean, I guess I'd, I'd say in some ways the church needs to own up to its own responsibility the fact that we actually set a pattern of cancer culture. Well, that's not the direction I thought this conversation was going to go. Um, I'm not sure. So, so okay, so, so we're, we're we are the cancel culture, um, you know, model. Well, but, you're well, saying. Well, well, think, well, think about it. Well, think about it. Okay, so we're called. We, we're as a church. We are called to engage with people who don't follow Christ. Right. That's 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 you know Jesus' final statement to the church is go out and make disciples. Make. Help people understand that Jesus loves them, restore relationship with people. That's the thing. And yet, for years and years and years, what church has done, and, you know, I grew up in church. One of the things that we were taught is be separate from the world. Right. Right? Don't hang around with people, basically, don't hang around with people you don't believe in. I mean, within the church itself, I mean, we get so many segments and, and, and um, little different well, denominations who refuse right. to have anything to do with any other Christians. I right. mean, we're fragmented, and and that's been that's cancel culture. That is cancel culture. Yeah, you know, we look at somebody and say, "Well, you're a sinner, so I won't have anything to do with you." Is that not cancel culture? Huh. And, and yet, that's what the church has done. It, it, the, the the biggest criticism I think I've heard of the church over the years is that the church is judgmental, right. and it's been true. And now we're saying the world's being judgmental and they're canceling people. You're right. So I think it's, I think more than anything else, I think it's time that the church stood up and said, let's actually be countercultural. Let's actually be more like Jesus. And instead of being quick to judge, hmm. let's be quick to pause. Yeah. Let's be quick to offer grace and recognize that judgment is for future, not for now. Let's offer grace, recognizing that I, I'm a sinner. I, I've done things that were not beneficial, and as a result, I need to be gracious and merciful. And and when we do that, we lay a foundation for conversations, mm. right? Because you can't have relationship without respectful conversation. Cancel culture just says, "I don't have time to have a conversation with you. Right? I, I don't want to bother with it. You're not important enough. Let's just cancel you." Right. And so I, I'm saying that person important. But I believe that every person is important, even somebody with a story that I don't like right. or, a, or an opinion that I don't like or a, um, you know, a viewpoint on, on whatever we're going through that I disagree with. Yeah. And yet I am still called to restore relationship and to, to have a conversation. And I can't cancel people. Right. I just can't cancel people. We can't cancel people. Jesus didn't cancel us. Right. You know, I mean, that, to me, that, that becomes the huge thing. Jesus just didn't cancel us. He gave us an opportunity to enter into conversation, right. to enter into relationships. So when we have that conversation, I, I, I think, can't, you know, I, I mean, some, maybe somebody isn't going to like this, but I think, cancel, <laughs> I think cancel culture is a sign of laziness. What do you mean by laziness? Because it's, I can't be bothered to walk through this with you. You're not important enough <clears throat> to me. So it's easier for me to cancel you right. than it is for me to have a conversation. Let me, you know, let's, let's quote Carl Lentz because Carl Lentz is canceled. So let's, you know, I, I remember early on 
um, as the church on a public level started dealing with um, how, how do we, how do we uh, embrace or not embrace homosexuality and lesbians, LGBTQ plus, I, I'm sorry, I don't have all the terminology. Yep. Um, how do we respond to that? Yep. And there was a big push in churches to, to make a statement. You need to make a statement about, you know, your point of, uh, you know, you need to make a statement. You're either pro or you're against. Right. You, yeah. Where's your statement? And I'd get the question, where's your statement on, on your website about homosexuality? And, and Carl Lentz said something that I thought was really, really insightful. He said, he said, we're not putting a statement out because when I make a statement, we, we eliminate the possibility of a conversation. Right. And a conversation isn't me laying out my position so that you can lay out your position. That's a debate. <laughs> isn't that the same as a conversation? No, it's not. Maybe that's what we all have these days, though, no, is well, debates rather than we, conversations. We certainly do have debates. And, you know, the online forum, and sadly, COVID has pushed us online. And online, yeah. elim and online eliminates the... the, the um, restrictions of well, a makes personal conversation super easy it makes canceling easy but it also makes frank conversation really um it makes frank conversation more possible mm. your filter's gone right right we we filter so right now we're sitting and i'm having a conversation with you but i'm filtering what i say by your body language <laughs> Somebody said not enough, um, but but I am right because I, I'm I'm because I'm wanting to have a conversation. That's human nature. Human nature is to empathize. We we humans have this unique ability to to change how we interact with people based on what we feel they're feeling. Totally. That's why I call people and they never answer the phone. <laughs> so so when we when we go online when we go online yeah we eliminate that. So I no longer have any way of filtering my comment. Emoticons. Emoticons are, are, are a poor substance. So even yeah. preaching, uh, I can be, you know, talking to the camera, I can be a lot harsher because I, I just don't know how people are responding. I might be looking yeah. at the, I might be looking at the, the comments on YouTube and trying to gauge something, but, but I'm not filtering the same. So, so online conversation has eliminated the filter. Right. So we say things, which means we say <laughs> things that normally we would not say. We wouldn't say to someone's face. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't say it because we're still processing and re realizing saying that. And as we start down the road, we see the hurt in their eyes. And because we're still human, we're going to back off on that. Right now online, we don't do that. Hmm. I, I mean, online conversation isn't new. You know, 25 years ago when the Internet first started, you know, it was CompuServe and... And you and had AOL. one. And of course I had one. Whatever yeah. it was, you yeah. had one of them. <laughs> and, and I was on a You were on the, the web. I, yeah, I was. And, on the net. You know, 1992 <laughs> and 91. And, 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 I, and I learned really, really early on that um, online conversations were really difficult. Hmm. Um, and, and, you know, my <clears> job <throat> is communication. You know, at the end of the day, I'm called to communicate the gospel. That's my job. Yeah. And, and I learned that online conversations deteriorated into arguments really quickly. Yeah. And what do you do when you get into a really, really bad argument with somebody? What do most people do? Walk away. Walk away. That's what we've been taught to do. Cancel culture. Hey, yeah. That is cancel culture. It's we walk away. We're walking away from that person. But it's exactly opposite from what followers of Christ and what Jesus did. Jesus, you never see Jesus walking away from a conversation. Hmm. And he... he he, he'd sit in a room and he'd be doing miracles and on the edge of the edge of the room would be this group of Pharisees and he knew why they were there. Yeah. They weren't there to cheer him on. 
to learn more about they him. They weren't there to learn. They, they were, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> no. convert us, please. <laughs> not, not even sort of. They, I, I mean, he knew they were there to criticize everything yeah. he did. To watch him stumble and fall. To watch him stumble and to trip him up. That was their stated purpose, right. everybody. And he knew that. And yet he still engaged them. Yeah, but that just seems stupid to do so, <laughs> doesn't it? Like, anyways, you're right. Yeah, it's he scary. Did. It's scary. Okay, I, uh, that, so I go back to my original point. I, <clears throat> I think cancel culture, when when we as followers of Christ, when we engage and we allow ourselves to become part of cancel culture, it's it's kind of lazy. And and, and I know, you know some have canceled me over that one, but yeah, uh, well, I'm thinking know, about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's just because. You know, as believers, it's easier not to fight. Yeah. As believers, because that's well, what it feels like. We're going to fight. As people, it's easier not to fight. But why didn't Jesus, why did Jesus not cancel even the Pharisees? Well, I just, I guess when you're saying as believers, I think the thing that jumps out at me is, I think what we're talking about is, you know, today, cancel culture is prevalent. Sure. Um, and... I think I, I recognize it myself with the disconnection of what church is this day. Yeah, you know, sure. it in, like you're saying, it's hard to look at a screen and know how people react. Well, oh, yeah. they also, you know, it's much easier to walk out of service than, um, than it was you know, before. Like, you know, <laughs> as preachers, we still know that sometimes you'd stand there, preach, and someone would get up and leave. And that's fun to preach to after that happens. Um, you but watch much, the YouTube views and you go, okay, halfway through my yeah, message. Seven minutes in. Yeah, now it it's was like, it, oh, it that's was, the point they yeah, didn't like. Yeah, <laughs> right? we had, you know, we had 70 viewers and all of a sudden it dropped to 50 and went, uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's so easy in that, but I know being, dis, you know, feeling the disconnection in church life sure. sometimes because uh, relationships were easier when you all showed up at church on Sunday. Now I have to call someone. Right. Now I have to send them a message. Now I have to put in some effort. I'm not going to run into them at the cafe or I'm not going to run into them in those spaces. But I actually find myself... Um, not thinking about what would Jesus, you know, what is my Jesus response right. to this? I think about what is society's response, sure. right? So, you know, and we're, we're talking about cancel culture and maybe, you know, I, I think this has been some great uh, information, some great thoughts on this. And I think we've sort of said cancel culture is not, um, not Jesus's way, not his mm. natural response. You're saying that cancel culture is lazy. I think, I think cancel culture um, doesn't give you any place to deal with your forgiveness. No, it doesn't. It's, it's actually living in unforgiveness is cancel culture because I can't deal with what that person said. So instead of worrying about, you know, I guess that's laziness in some ways or I'm not going to deal with going through that relationship to get over the hurt and the pain or whatever's gone wrong. So I lose out on the chance of forgiveness and therefore lose out on that relationship. Yeah. And I choose, and I, you know, personally, I love people. And anytime I spend time with people these days, I walk out, like bright-eyed, remembering how much I love people. And I would never want an opinion or an action or anything to stand in the way no. for me or for them on our relationship, which is why, you know, today, this day and age, you know, just having an opinion on masks, vaccines, the sure. church being open, the political agenda behind things, I am, I'd be concerned to say anything because I don't want people canceling me and losing out on the relationship because of that. Yeah, and, and some of that's good, like not not fear. <laughs> well, no, some of that some of that's good, I, and you know I, I think and we talked about this before. I I think not everything about cancel culture is bad. Okay, um, if it causes us to <clears throat> stop and think before we say something, that's good, mm. because 
Here, here's, here's what happens is we separate over meaningless things. Right. And if we stop and think about it, so if, if, if it causes me, if cancel culture causes me to pause for a moment and go, boy, should I make that anti-vax statement or should I make that pro-vax statement or should I make that, you know, whatever it is. If it causes me to pause and think about it and saying, no, for the sake of the people that I love, I'm not expressing an opinion. Mm. Well, then I did just what Jesus would do. And now we're not talking about being opinionless. Jesus was far from being opinionless. But I guess what we're talking about is that unfortunately, fortunately, whatever, social media technology has given you a platform <laughs> that you can say whatever you want and then run away. You know, I, and I'm the youngest child and love to do that. <laughs> I say what I want and then just watch the thing explode. But we, what you're saying is, um, I do, I love doing that. Um, but what you're saying is, is the statement uh, disregards and, and dissolves the ability for conversation. So say, you know, what any of these topics that we could all have opinions on, and we all probably sure. do have opinions on today, um, I may have opinions. I'm not likely to put them on social media, in my preach, right. on anything public, because that's the other thing about technology is is people it's are getting public forever, and people are getting canceled for things from 20 years ago because right. it's a permanent record. Right. Um, now I may have an opinion about these things, but if you know, if we were sitting at a coffee shop, I'd share those opinions, yeah, and we would talk about it. But I wouldn't in that platform because I don't want people to disconnect my heart from it. I, I can't. Right. You know, so I, I think, and this is the reality of life is that, that that's made it difficult in this season is that I can't, I can't have an honest conversation online mm. um, because we can't have a conversation and online becomes a debate. And, you know, right, we'd sit and we'd have a conversation, we'd respect opinions, we'd, and we'd allow ourselves to, to be, become better because of that conversation. We'd mm -hmm. allow ourselves to become more like Jesus. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Words of a faithful friend. The problem is we're not, we're not encountering each other's faithful friends online. We're encountering each other's debating partners. And, and that's not, it's not, you know, we think, oh, I have this great conversation online. For most people, that's not the case. Right. The, the, comments, the comments on your, your Instagram or your Facebook or your TikTok or whatever are not, are, are not a conversation. There are statements. Right. There are statements of positions. And they're, they're, we're not having conversations because nobody's getting moved. Nobody's getting shifted. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time someone was convinced from a Facebook thread? It didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So, so our response then is cancel, right? You, you yeah. don't believe the way I believe. It's because we don't because we're not having we're we're, we're reading somebody's statements and we're responding to statement. Yeah. But you and I have a conversation together. That's why a phone call, even a text messaging, is so helpful. It's the one on one things that really help us work through those stuff. Yeah. Uh, groups cancel. Individuals talk. Hmm. And, and I think that I think that's a huge huge thing that Jesus taught us, you know, is that, that in those conversations, because to me, this is one of the telling things to me, is that even though the Pharisees were always out to get Jesus and he, he engaged them, as, as you walk through his life, you found that he, he had Pharisees who believed in him. Yeah. And yet you would think from reading the Bible that every Pharisee was against him, but they weren't because Jesus engaged them. Right. And... Uh, so I think the I think that as followers of Christ, we hold a hope out for the world to say, you know what? I am not going to get stuck in a cancel culture. I'm not going to just write people off. 
because mm. Jesus didn't write me off. Right. And, and I'm going to operate from the perspective that, that people matter to Jesus. Yeah. And yes, I understand some of culture, uh, cancel culture has come out of um, trying to write injustice. Yeah, consequences. Consequences. And I understand that. And, and I think there's an importance that we, that we don't lose our sense of justice yeah. and consequences. But we have to be careful that the consequences are proportionate to the crime, mm. you know, in that sense. And, um, you know, I, I think that's important. But that we, keep our, that we keep our focus the way Jesus did. And Jesus focused... Although he talked about justice, he said justice will come. But, but in this age, like where we are right now, it's, it's about grace. Mm. And it's about people. And, and if we could just come back, and as believers, if we can just come back in our hearts and go, you know, um, <clears throat> let, let's start from a place of love. Yeah. I was in, in devotions the other day, I was reading, and I just can't remember where the passage was. I meant to write it down. But just, it, it just talked about how knowledge... You know, everybody has knowledge, mm-hmm. but it's actually love that builds the church. Yeah, knowledge puffs up, love builds. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, let's, let's put that in a different... Opinions, everybody has an opinion. Mm-hmm. Everybody has an opinion. But opinions actually don't build the church. Right. Opinions don't build relationships. That's good. That's love really good. builds relationship. Yeah. Uh, cancel culture is a, is a result of opinion. Hmm. It, it might be a right opinion in yep. some people's eyes. It might be a wrong opinion in some people's eyes. Yeah. But it's still, it's my, it's my action based on my opinion. But, but love says something else. Love says, I put the other person first. Love says, like Jesus did, I put the other person first. I put people ahead of, people ahead of propaganda, people ahead of personal opinion, people ahead of my own opinions, mm-hmm. really. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm a, you know, my personality, I'm, I, I like to be right. I, I feel being right is really important. Mm-hmm. But I have to carry that being right with, with this, gnawing sense that I still could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, act like I'm right, but have a conversation like I could be wrong. Act like you're Okay. I, I'll, I'll process that one <laughs> for a little bit. Um, well, we're, we're going to be closing just shortly here. I wonder if you could have any comment to... So we've talked about cancel culture. We've talked about... Um, I, I think you've laid out some great uh, reasons why as Christians and as the church... We need to pause um, before we disregard, ostracize, remove people um, from our personal lives because of opinions or these sort yeah. of things. And to not only just for um, their benefit, but also for the fact that we need people to challenge us. Totally. Uh, and transformation happens through challenging totally. of people. Um, do you have anything that you'd say to someone who's been canceled? Because they've, you know, indiscretion. Sure. Said something. I, I, I mean, posted on Facebook. Yeah, my first thing was don't don't retaliate. Mm. Like there's just no you know, you hurt me, therefore I'll hurt you back. You know, because I, I, you know, it's it's like being ghosted, right? You know, like you <laughs> what's know, ghosted is, mean? Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I, without any explanation, it's the person. Uh, you know, you know, Kim. You know, uh, my wife and I. We've, you know, been married 40 years this year. And the, the most painful times that I can think of is when we have a conversation and she won't answer me. Right. It's, it's because it, it cuts off conversation. It cuts off. And there's nothing more painful to me than feeling like I, it's done. There's hopeless. There's nothing else I can do. And, and one thing that we as a church do, and, and as followers of Christ, I think we do, is we have to be carriers of hope. Mm. Cancel says there's no more hope. Right. And, and so if we've been canceled, just... I'm not going to retaliate and do the same thing to you. You, you can't, you're no longer my friend on Facebook. I yeah. get that. Maybe I can't do anything about that. 
And I'm still going to, I'm still, I'm not going to stop thinking about you. I'm not going to stop praying for you. I'm not going to stop keeping my attitude right because all my actions come out of my attitude. Right. I'm going to keep my attitude right towards you the best way I can. And it's not going to be perfect anyways because it's going to be a huge challenge. I'm yeah. going to do my best to keep my attitude right and, and to love and to, to be respectful. I'm not going to put you down. You canceled me, but I, I'm not going to tell all my friends and go online and post this person canceled me. Like, I'm yeah. not going to do that. Yeah. I, I'm going to do my best to still treat you the way I want to be treated. Right. And, and I think that as followers of Christ, we've got to do that. Right. we just got to do it. So that, that's what I'd say to somebody that's been canceled. Yeah. Just, you're still responsible for your actions. You can't, you're not responsible for that person's actions, but you're still responsible for your actions from here on out. Yeah. You can't change your past actions, and, and your past actions have brought some results and brought some consequences. I get that. Yeah. But you're responsible from this day forward. You're still responsible for your actions going forward. No, that's very good. That's very good. Well, church, we hope that this has been helpful for you. Next week, we're talking um, purity culture and the mm. church. We'll be doing these. Wow. Um, yeah, we'll be doing these sort of uh, topics or these these conversations, these current affairs, not not associated with CBC, uh, no relation whatsoever, uh, for the next five weeks until Father's Day. Be um, before we close, just at 11 o'clock here, uh, we have a C3 Kids Zoom call. So if you've got kids in the room, um, get them ready for awesome. this. It's 11 to 11.30. Uh, the link will be put up right after the service closes, and it is also available on the website at c3church.ca. Yeah, and you know what? I, one thing I'd just say that if you're, if you're watching online today and mm -hmm. you just felt like this was helpful for you, yeah. like, tell somebody. Sure. Like, like shoot, you know, share the link to YouTube. Uh, yeah. To the, to share it with somebody because... Uh, you know, it's it's you know we want to have this conversation, but we actually want to just help people process this the stuff we're trying to figure out. Yeah. And and you know I haven't got it all figured out. You haven't got it figured out. We aren't, but we're we're trying to work it out. And any little bit helps. And we want we want people to step into new levels of freedom continuously. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's let's be you know let's be the change in the world we really want to be. Yeah. Isn't that a Michael Jackson song? Yeah, something like that. It's That's also cancel culture. Canceled. There we go. <laughs> hey, church, we love you. Uh, we're love praying you. for you. We're believing for you. We'll see you next week as we talk uh, purity culture and the church.